Just me and the girl. Well, that's all right. Only, what girl? Who? How do you choose a date? Whose company would you enjoy? Well, one thing you can consider is looks. Woody thought of Janice and how good-looking she was. He'd really have to rate to date somebody like her. Yes, he'd enjoy that. Patrick! What is it? Where are you going? I've got to return some videotapes. You walk into this room at your own risk, because it leads to the future. This girl's a prize for the city. Yeah, you're gonna love this one. It's a scream, baby. But where? I have to return some videotapes. Hey, Bengus, it's me, Eric. No goofy intro this time. It's, it's just Eric. I hope you're cool with that. Uh, it's me, Eric. Well, I have to return some videotapes. Welcome back. It, it's lovely to see you again. Uh, oof, man. Bit of a interesting beginning for this one. I don't even really, like, know how to start talking about it, but it's, uh, oof, man. Things are happening, all right? Um, <laughs> where to fucking start? Um, I told you about Charlie. Nice, handsome, cute, little, fun little guy. I went and saw him in Calgary. Only ever took the one trip up to Calgary to see him, but we've chatted a lot before then and since then, but uh, it's kind of just been fizzling out, I would say. He's a very busy boy with university, and I'm a very busy boy with work, and it really just isn't feasible for me to go visit him in Calgary anytime soon, which was something I was bummed about for a while. And then this this like new thing popped into my life which is so strange because I went from you know, I wasn't really like pursuing a relationship and I'm like oh fuck it I'll just I'll try hinge it's like that thing you do right where you like get a dating app you try it for like a month and then you're like oh this is fucking stupid and then you delete it for three months and then you try again for a month I was on that cycle when I found Charlie so I, I was kind of like well I guess that's how the cycle goes. It's like, yeah, well, well, we'll just try the cycle again further down the road, you know? And then this, like, new person popped into my life. And, like, I don't know. It's it's too early to, to put any labels on anything. You know what I mean? But it's definitely an option. It's a possibility. And the fact that it's even a possibility has been, like, kind of setting my brain on fire. And there's, like, specific reasons for that. Like, man... <laughs> Imagine if you, like, had a crush on a girl when you were in, like, I don't know, grade seven, eight, real fucking tiny little little guy. But, of course, you, you didn't really know what to do with those feelings, neither did she, so you both kind of just hung out with each other a lot, awkwardly. Yeah, and now she's back in your life. And there's still that, like, little kid party that's, like, I don't know. Obsessed is the wrong term, but it's, you know, it's sort of like when you really get looking at a, at a stained glass window with all the, like, fine little detail. It's like, god damn, man. <laughs> I don't know. 
that's that's a bizarre abstract way of saying whatever the fuck I'm trying to say in this but uh I guess this whole thing is sort of just like a microcosm of what has been sort of a lifelong pressure I felt to, to pick you know man or woman boys or girls which one are you into huh what are you gay or what's your whole deal it's like that's why i dropped the gay label i never really felt it was appropriate because i've always had feelings for you know people of both sexes but there's still this weird little part of me that is like traitor you fucking traitor if you would ask me like even four months ago like how my life was gonna go i would have told you yeah you know I like both genders equally, but, like, honestly, when I, I look further down the road, I see myself, like, spending the rest of my life with a man. And that's not the case anymore. Honestly, that was just kind of naive thinking on my end. I don't know why I feel more pressure to be gay than to be straight. That's, that's sort of funny in itself. But, uh, you know, it's too early to throw around any labels at this point, you know? It just is. It's way too early in the game. But like like I said, just the fact that this is even a possibility is like kind of lighting my brain on fire. And I get really easily attached to people is another problem I have. Because they're so wonderful and beautiful and sexy and unique. There's so many gorgeous variation and it's so fun to see the wonderful world of beautiful bitches. That's part of the reason I say beautiful bitches is we are blessed enough to live in a world full of beautiful bitches. I will say that. So... I don't know what to do with it, but all I got now is this, like, feeling. I feel so something when you stand next to me If my mind keeps running, darling You'll be the death of me Cause baby, you heat my blood My engine started revving up Driven by your mystery That happens when you stand next to me No, 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 no I'd let it all go Hell, I'd misbehave for you They say I don't know But I know I'd stay with you Started revving up Driven by your mystery You got me cruising through a feverish dream High upon the chemistry It's the reaction That happens when you stand next to me Ooh. 
you exactly where I heard this or why I thought this, but when the movie Guardians of the Galaxy came out, I sort of thought it was a resurgence for Redbone, the band who sings Hooked on a Feeling. I figured that they were pretty much a one-hit wonder, and James Gunn, being the beautiful boy that he is, sort of dug it out of an old closet and sort of brought it back into the mainstream. And I think that is somewhat fair to say, that James Gunn's reintroduced Hooked on a Feeling to a a much younger audience than it ever would have had without that movie. And I was under the impression that the movie Guardians of the Galaxy actually helped the lead singer of Redbone quite a bit. Like financially, he ended up making some money from that. Now, I, I was doing some research to try to figure out if that was true. And the conclusion I came to in my research was, I don't fucking know. But uh, there are a few things that I was wrong about that I never noticed, so at least it was good for that. For example, I always assumed Redbone was kind of a one-hit wonder. Hooked on a feeling, name any other Redbone song. Go ahead. Uh Uh-huh, exactly. You can't, but uh, there's a couple other really good Redbone songs. Uh, Wavoka is one of my favorites. It's really dang good. Um, I was wounded at... No, we were all wounded at Wounded Knee. That's the one. That's pretty darn good. Maggie, pretty darn good. But this song that I'm about to play is fucking awesome. Uh, I guess I better throw some Redbone facts at you before I get to the end of this. Um, Actually, the name Redbone is sort of a Cajun term for mixed race. And they purposefully name themselves that because, you know, half Native American, half white boys. So uh, makes perfect sense. And the final Redbone fact that I was really intrigued to learn about, actually, is that... uh, The band's genre, not just this song I'm about to play, but definitely this song I'm about to play. The entire band is in a genre called swamp rock, which is a term I've never heard until right now. And you may be thinking, what exactly does swamp rock sound like? Is it just fucking Kermit on his little hi-hole? Spoiler alert, it sounds kind of like this.
Everybody's got their own happy place, but happy place is sort of a misnomer. You know, back when I was trying to get into meditation, I would try and and visualize myself specifically in Banff, one specific forest spot in Banff. It was just the ground was covered in moss. It made almost like a natural, like spongy kind of cushion. And I just imagine sitting there on that mossy cushion, cross-legged, eyes closed, just being present you know, like absorbing the environment. And uh, I never super worked <laughs> for me, honestly. It's a nice thought, but uh, as far as going to your happy place, that's definitely not it because it's not a place at all. It's a feeling. And it's a feeling I get from specific memories. The first one I think of, of pure bliss moments, was uh, Hush Little Celia. When the lights go down, right before everyone starts to applaud that like final spoken word of the play before the audience starts clapping. I, oh, man, I can see that moment so clearly in my head. A lot of them are in cars, too. One of them was driving with Brendan, top down on the Jeep, blasting donuts by Jay Dilla. One of them was, was in a band room with me and Tanner. Actually... No, it wasn't a band room. We were outside the school. The school was closed, and we were outside the school. And I was leaning my back up against the wall, and she was kind of like sitting basically in my lap. And I just had the thought of, man, I could just live in this moment forever. (laughs) I want to drag this out as much as humanly possible because, like, this is just pure dopamine bliss. I had another one of those moments recently, those pure dopamine bliss moments where, like, even though I wasn't really like doing anything, we were just drawing little shapes on a frosty sunroof. It's like, I really wanted to drag that out as much as possible. You almost get the feeling like if you say something or do anything, it's going to go away somehow. It'll just kind of turn into something else and you kind of want to just bask in it like a lizard under a fucking heat lamp, right? So... If if you're interested in the whole meditation thing and, and you're having a hard time going to your happy place, don't go. Don't create a happy place. I mean, you can if you want. If it works for you, congrats, kid. But uh, maybe try and go to a happy feeling instead. Well, it's all.
can sit around and wait for the phone to ring Waiting for someone to tell you everything Sit around and wonder what tomorrow will bring Maybe a diamond ring Well, it's all right Even if they say you're wrong Somewhere down the road when somebody plays At the end of the line Purple haze he's appreciated and would be fun on a date i've been in hotels for quite some time now three years plus at this point i started in 2019 in august it is currently 2022 november 9th so uh you want to do the math because i don't but uh either way those first two years were, were sort of the training wheels for me. That first year especially, I just dicked around a lot, which you heard me mention a bit in the last episode. But when I started working nights, everyone says the same thing. They're like, oh, man, you work nights? Christ, you must have some crazy stories. And uh, I do have stories, yes, but uh, the ones that I think of more often than not aren't really the, like, crazy ones. You know what I mean? I'll, I'll give you the crazy ones first, and then I'll give you the... The more mundane ones that I, I think about way more than the crazy shit. Probably best to start in BC. It was my first year working hotels. And what I didn't realize when you work nights at a hotel is that people try and bribe you to go into the pool 
all the fucking time, multiple times a night in some cases. And it's interesting. I've been offered a lot of shit to go into the pool. I've been offered like 200 bucks. Okay, 300 bucks. And I had this one girl. She said, can me and my friends go into the pool? And I said, no, it's closed. And she said, oh, well, what if I bring my hot friend down here? And I said, no, it's closed, A. And B, it wouldn't do much for me barking up the wrong tree, lady. And she went, oh, well, what if I send my hot guy friend? And I'm like, man, how many times can I say no? But, uh, you know, you want to send me his resume, I won't complain. Uh, a little while later in that first year. Uh, the lady saw a tattoo on my arm, the big Beetlejuice sandworm Sandy, and she was like, oh, that's awesome. I love that movie. I actually just got this new tattoo like less than a couple of months ago. Check this out. So she pulls open her whole shirt, tits out middle of the lobby to show me her tattoo, and I am like tomato red going, oh, that's yeah, that's nice. Yeah, this is cool. Another thing that happened at a, that first year working hotels that I think about all the time was New Year's Eve, right? I'm somewhat oblivious to the fact that, you know, there's probably going to be fireworks tonight. I wasn't even thinking about it. I was very tuckered and tired little guy. So I go to work and I'm doing my little security walk around to make sure everyone's shut up. And I hear a gunshot like... It is the only time in my ever life, in my life, the only time in my entire life I have ever seriously thought somebody has a gun very, very close to me. I might die. Like I literally had that second of panic of somebody has a gun. I might die. I, I've never even thought that was a possibility for a very long time. And like ever since then, I remember that feeling so well, that feeling of, you know, like pop. And the immediate, oh, fuck. I even had a guest call me immediately afterwards. And as soon as I pick up the phone, I just hear, call the police. Call the police now. You need to call the police. Which doesn't help when you're already panicky. And it turns out, shockingly, when you work at a hotel that's right on the ocean front, literally across the street, I could throw a rock into the ocean from the front door. People set off fireworks near near the ocean, and sometimes those fireworks sound like they're right in front of you about to kill you. So that was scary, and uh, on the subject of scary, I suppose it's worth mentioning that, uh, again, first year working hotels, baby face, short hair, stupid glasses, little baby Eric, and we get mm, 20-something bikers, part of some gang somewhere, they all got the matching vests. And I was so scared. I will tell you what. They were up all night drinking beer, shooting the shit. Like, I thought for sure I was going to be getting noise complaints and I would have to, like, you know, guys, uh, excuse me, uh, could you keep keep it down, please? Uh, thank you. Like, I never had to do that, thankfully, because uh, nobody complained. I don't think anybody had the balls to complain about these fucking bikers. But I definitely remember that morning, before I left for work, picking up beer cans out of the flower pot in the dozens. If I went to the recycling fucking depot after that, I probably could have made like 30, 40 bucks just on fucking Bud Lights and old Milwaukee's. And Bud Light Lime. 
I don't know why I say that with disgust because I've never had one, but it's like the only time I've ever seen a Bud Light lime. I don't know why that sticks out in my brain, but uh, after BC, the hotel stories kind of fizzle. There really isn't much to share after that. There was the lady who uh, tried to hop the fence, the sharp metal you know, spiky fence to keep people out and accidentally stabbed herself in the vagina. Yeah. Yeah. Good good luck sleeping with that thought in your brain. It was wild because like there was blood, but like there was no open wound and we were all very confused at first until it dawned on us. (laughs) Thank fuck. Because, you know, if you ask an EMT, you know, like when I have to call them, I can never ask them like what happened. They will never answer me. It's a waste of time to even try. Same thing with the police. I don't ask because I know they won't give me an answer. But uh, that one, definitely. uh, (laughs) Right? That's something to keep you up at night with that one. But that's really it, honestly. Besides the stabbing, which is a tale I've already told a couple episodes ago, if you're interested in hearing it. But uh, that's really as good as it gets for me from hotel stories. Really... The ones I remember most are the people, you know, the really awesome guests. The one I'm thinking of specifically was a dog in a bong. (laughs) I saw her every single night. She would take out her little uh, French bulldog named Toast, French Toast, ha ha ha, and a big ass bong and go smoke weed every night. So I'd give the dog a treat and she'd smoke her weed and it was great. I had a similar lady, Larissa, who was actually a nurse. God, I miss her. She was awesome. I saw her every morning. Like we really became friends. She was here for like over a month. And now she's gone, and that makes me sad. But that is the best part, honestly, about working in hotels is just meeting all these awesome people. The sun shall not smite I by day, nor the moon by
It's funny. I can't say for sure, as I should say before every sentence I ever speak, but um, Rain might be the first person who I've ever heard say, like, oh, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big Bare Naked Ladies fan. I, it might just be my ignorance. It's just I've, I've never really had much cause to pay attention to them. I think the earliest encounter I had with them was uh, If I Had a Million Dollars. It was on the radio all the time. It's a good, like, little kid kind of song. It's just a good song in general, but, you know, it plays well for small kids. And after that was the distant year, probably, like, 2006 or seven, when, you know, I didn't have a phone or an iPod or anything, so I wanted to play music. I had to ask my dad. And, of course, you had to buy songs individually on iTunes. They were, like, 99 cents or a buck a song back then. And I had to ask my dad to play a song. And my dad just had a set number of songs of course because you know he's not made of fucking money you can only buy so many and he bought a couple of music videos but only a few one of them was a rob zombie song go to california which is like a really crazy ass clockwork orange music video that i didn't even realize was a clockwork orange music video because i was a kid i was just like why are these mannequins got milk titties uh he had a robert palmer simply irresistible music video which I do love that that shows up in American Psycho. That exact song is, Mwah, thank you, Dad, for prepping me to be an American Psycho fan. And, of course, he had a Bare Naked Ladies song, Pinch Me, which is a great Bare Naked Ladies song. But that's really, as far as it ended for me, the Big Bang Theory theme song gets a minor, you know, mention here. But I never even like really looked it up and listened to the whole thing, which is worth doing, actually. That Big Bang Theory theme is a small chunk of a, of a larger song that is quite good on its own. But uh, there are quite a few good Bare Naked Ladies song. I am learning. <laughs> All right. I, I am, I'm learning. I'm, I'm working on it. Thank you, Rain. I was blind, but now I see. And one of my favorites that uh, she sent me, actually, is a full credit to her for this whole bit, is uh, King of Bedside Manor. I just really love the term bedside manner. It's oh, especially when you work hospitality. That's often hard to find a word for that, like customer service kind of bravado-y spiel. I often tell people that, like, oh, have you been here before? Oh, okay, great. Then I'll save you the customer service spiel over everything is like that kind of thing, right? It's it's crazy, and uh, I really dig this fucking song, and as much as I dig the concept too, which. You know, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna let it play, man. I could, I could keep stumbling, but uh, I really don't have much to say about this one. I, this is, this is entirely a raid thing, man. I'm learning as time goes by, but uh, this shit just slaps. So 
you're welcome for it, for bringing it into your life. Call me fucking Rain Man. <laughs> No, he's not the kind of man who likes to see the world around him crumble to a ball around his feet. But he's always ready, he's always set, he's always well prepared. He's the most peculiar man you can be. You know he's not the king of bedside men. He's not the Tom Jones of his next door. He's not the king of bedside men. I hope you don't mind, but I followed you into this shop and I couldn't help but notice my crying crop sticking out of your half a sack. Well, I, I wouldn't mind riding you back. Subtle on the dance floor and he's suave around the bar. He's a quick draw with a lighter. He's a movie star. You know, he was quite a singer, quite an actor, quite some time ago. He's quite a famous program lead that tends on TV show. You know, he's not the king of bedside manner. He's not the Tom Jones who lives next door. bounced around a fuck ton i've lived all over the goddamn place stetler claire's home red deer vancouver island calgary all over the fucking place and uh i would really like to just stay put somewhere for like 10 years a while a good long time man i'm moving around gets exhausting very very quickly especially going back and forth and back and forth it's just ugh. You're kind of forced to travel light and, uh, you know, I guess it, it somewhat forces you to pick what's important to you. But uh, I suppose the reason I'm thinking of this in general is uh, in, in an old episode, I mentioned like Calgary. Like, that's it. That's where I want to go. That's where I'm going to like settle down for a couple of years. Like a good 10 years of like, I'm not fucking going anywhere, man. I would like to stay put for a while. And uh, I don't know. I'm I'm starting to question how much of me saying I really, really, really want to go to Calgary is specifically for the people like Alex and Charlie and how much of it is actually Calgary itself. You know what I mean? I really do enjoy Calgary and I know the layout quite well. Um, if I did live there, I, I would do pretty well, I think. But like, it's funny when I when I first moved to BC, um, it made all kinds of sense. But when I moved back, everyone was like, what the fuck? Are you, you came back from BC? 
what the fuck are you doing? And yes, all right, BC was a fucking excellent time for me. It was it's just a, a, so many great things, you know, like beach fires and hanging out with my grandparents. I had the best Christmas I've ever had in my life on the island, and it had nothing to do with what gifts I received, I'll tell you that. So I just have a real soft spot for, I guess, Campbell River specifically, but BC in general. Uh, just being on sea level really helped my sinuses too. As someone who's always plugged up, it was very nice to just always be like at sea level, 100% humidity, barely any snow, lots of that lovely, lovely rain that seems to drive some people to buy those little UV antidepressant lights, but I never really found that necessary. I just, I like the rain. I really do. I like the rain more than I like the snow. And uh, the only issue with this, this whole back to BC plan is just how fucking expensive it is. Now, my only real experience is on the island. I haven't really done much mainland BC research, but uh, it would be nice to be on the island. But again, it's so fucking expensive. Oh, my God. It would be several dollars. It would, it would be impossible to do by yourself, essentially, at least in the places I were at, like uh, Courtney, Comox, even like Campbell River. I don't think I could have lived there by myself without a roommate. I couldn't afford it. Like, it's it's crazy shit over there, man. Because, I mean, of course, that's where everyone wants to go, to the fucking island, right? So, I don't know, man. I guess there's there's really no point in, like, deciding much of anything. Before anything, I need to save up some fucking cash, and that is increasingly difficult. Not that I, like, live by the seat of my pants or anything, but, uh, you know, food and rent and then Wi-Fi and phone bill and... After that, there's just enough left to keep me sane with, with happy little goodies like weed and a tattoo every once in a while and maybe a new video game now and then. So I I, I have a hard time saving money, I, I shall admit. And uh, I feel no great urge to escape Red Deer in the first place anyway. I, I would honestly prefer not to live in Red Deer, but uh, I feel no massive urge to escape it. So I'm just going to hang out, man. Just hang out, try and save up some cash, and then when I have some cash, I guess it'll be a matter of what comes next. I mean, it, BC would be nice, too, because I like I still have, like, BC ID for a lot of my shit. I, I was a BC boy legally more so than I was ever an Alberta boy, which is kind of ironic. So uh, I don't know how much of Eric Nielsen is still legally tied in BC, but uh, it would certainly be convenient if I just hopped back to BC in a couple years and then stopped moving. Dear God, please, I want to stop moving places. I don't want to, I guess, settle down is a bit of a bizarre term, but like in the words of Harry Dean Stanton, I ain't looking to go nowhere. I already been places. I'm just looking to stay where I'm at or I guess where I was at somewhere on the rainforest known as Vancouver Island.
Bingo wheels. You know the ones with a little metal latch on the front. You fill it full of balls, close it up, roll, 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 roll. G7. And then some old bitch who's like, oh, bingo, motherfucker, Yahtzee. And then that's how bingo does. I have to think of my brain as that similar bingo roller of just a thousand different song lyrics and movie quotes and bits from comedians and Bits from my friends in high school, things my mom used to say, like, it's like the most overcrowded bulletin board in the world, just a thousand pieces of paper, like, so many that some of them have been completely pasted over that I can't even read those ones anymore, those are gone to the sands of time, but my brain does love to just throw little references at me. For example, the other day I was uh, cruising around at Wendy's, because, you know, I'm a obese whore, and, um... We were driving around, and the roads are the the roads. The fucking roads are fucking brutal. The the roads are brutal. And there's this little voice in the back of my head that spoke up and said, "Uh, it's gonna be a bumpy ride." And I was like, "What the fuck is that voice? Where's that from? I know that's from something." Hang on tight. It's gonna be a bumpy ride. And then it hit me the other day. Harry Potter, prisoner's a fucking Azkaban when he's on the night bus. That little shrunken head driver. 
That's where that came from. Christ, I haven't thought about that shit in a while. And uh, another one of those obscure little references my brain threw at me the other day was, oh, fucking take off. You know, I like to do that stereotypical fucking Canadian accent. You certainly hear it enough fucking around these parts, fucking Alberta, all that kind of fucking shit. And you may think I'm overusing the word fuck when I do this fucking voice, but like, honestly, we use fuck over here like it's a comma. <laughs> it's it's kind of fun, but um, that's that's the voice that my brain spoke to me. Two words, take off. I was like, what the fuck is that from? I know that's from something. Fucking take off. Is that something my dad used to say, or is that some weird shit I heard at a party one time? Well, ladies and gentlemen, um, I know your curiosity is eating you alive on this one, but uh, this, the song I'm about to play, is where that fucking take off, where that comes from. I couldn't figure it out for the longest time, and then this morning it hit me like a bolt of lightning. So uh, before this episode ends, before we fucking take off, here's a little... uh classic canadian culture for you this is where the dj talks don't say anything okay okay good day and welcome to our single i'm bob mckenzie and this is my brother doug how's it going eh beauty eh yeah i like that okay Okay. okay, everyone, this record was my idea. Get out! It was. You're lying. He hose hit here just sort of rid on my coattails. Why are you doing this? It was our idea together, right? Eh? Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. We agreed to, to say that, but... Oh, take off! Singing, eh? Yeah, yeah, it's good. Okay, so good day. Our topic today is music. That's right, like because my brother and I are now experts in the field. Yeah, eh? right, because we're a band now. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, so. except for him, I'm a band. Oh, how can you do that? Making me look bad. You're such a hose hand. Yeah, well, take off. Take It's a drum solo. Okay, everyone, like, this is me on the drums, Oh, eh? get out. It is not. You're it not. is so. Stop I lying, learned. will you? Take off, eh? Oh. Take off to the great white north. Take off. It's a beauty way to go. Take off to the great white north. Take off. It's a beauty way to go. Take off. Beauty, eh? Like magic, eh? It's yeah. coming in. Well, that's like, it's like it was sung by angels. Guess what? What? It's over. Take off. That no, can't be. It is. Yeah, it is. Because it, well, hit records are short. Like, no way. Yeah, they're not that long. Okay, so that's our topic for today. So good day. Good day. Hey, you guys. What? Take off. Hey, no. Hey, don't go. No, come back, eh? Oh. Look what you did. Everybody's going because of you. Come back. I won't let him do it again. Yeah, my fault was yeah, your yeah, fault. You're such a hoser. There's no way I'll another record with you hoser yeah. okay that's fine i'll do a solo album fine and you'll be looking for me yeah, like I will on not. another label oh, now everybody's gone good so. day good day
Oh, I get it. It's like bedside manner. M-A-N-N-E-R, but it's spelled M-A-N-O-R. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, thank you for joining me, everybody, on this episode of I Have Videotapes and returning them is what I need to do. I love doing this show. Do I need to say that at the end of every episode? I don't know, but I'm probably going to keep saying it, you know? Sh- just show up my little thanks to the G-Man. I've been blessed enough to make 40 episodes so far, and uh, I can't wait for 41. So thanks for hanging out with me. This one feels a bit more like airing of dirty laundry somewhat, so uh, sorry. I don't know. It's, it's some... some uh, uh, it's funny how eager people are to say sorry. It just kind of, it's like punctuation. Sort of like what I said about Fock earlier and that fucking Canadian accent. You just, it just pops out. You're like, oh, sorry, sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. It's like, you don't need to be, man. But uh, I am anyway, so sorry about that. And see you next time. <laughs> no, it won't be easy asking for that first date.